Welcome to the Fantasy Baseball Podcast. This is your host, Tim Kanak. You can find me on Twitter at Fantasy Baseball. You can find my written work over on Friends with Fantasy Benefits, where I just released my top 100 prospect rankings. Raymond Atherton will be joining me in this podcast. Uh, he is putting his son to bed, so he will be slightly late. And I am very limited on computer power at this moment, so... I'm going to go ahead and get started. Happy Jordan Walker week, everyone. Walker is back. Back in the lineup. Back in the saddle again. Love it. Anywho, Baltimore Orioles. We will be starting with our lineup notes, as always, with the AL. Baltimore Orioles signed Aaron Hicks. I do not get this one. He's starting in center field. Rather than calling up Colton Cowser, who's back in the lineup, or bringing up Jordan Westberg, who can play a myriad of positions, uh, to replace the injured Cedric Mullins. Adam Frazier is leading off right now, and Ramon Urias is having a very terrible season. So I really do not understand these moves right now that the Orioles are making. As Raymond Atherton joined us in the flesh very quickly. What's up, Raymond? What's up, dude? He's talking about the Orioles and how dumb they are for not bringing up Colton Cowser or Jordan Westberg. And instead, signing uh, uh, man on death row like Aaron Hicks. I love how you just refused to acknowledge that Colt Kowser was hurt. No, he was hurt. Yes, he's back. He's healthy. He's playing in minor league games now. So that's why I was texting you guys earlier about the Super 2 deadline is because I think, I think that might have something to do with Yeah, I'm sure that also has something to do with Ellie and with CES. And well, I think the Reds can't afford to have both of them, or that at least they don't want to. I saw Joey Votto's on his way back. Yeah, he is on the way back, but when he comes back, he's just going to be DH, right? Like, they're not going to put him in the field anymore. Yeah, and I saw the, or heard the CBS guys talking about, like, someone from The Athletic went out of their way to write, like, a, what are the Reds going to do with Jonathan India article? Like, yeah. That's kind of weird. They've already come out and said they're not trading him, though. So, I think he's kind of locked in. <clears throat> McLean is going to be locked in a short. Ellie, I think, may move to the outfield eventually. If they're if they're gonna if they want Noelvi to be second third base. baseman or whatever, then yeah. And Steer can play pretty much anywhere. So you just move him around. Yeah, Steer's going to end up in a corner. I could see him playing right field. <clears throat> Yeah, and Ellie's so big. Like, is he really going to be shortstop? I don't understand why they keep DHing Jonathan India. Yeah, that's something I don't get. Mm, I don't. I can't even remember who they're playing there right now. Kevin Newman is playing second. Yeah, days. Newman. Yeah, yeah. I was talking about the last podcast. Yeah, and leading Newman. off. Yeah, no, makes no sense. I don't know. I don't get it. It's like Nick Adam Frazier leading off the Orioles, Kevin Newman with the Reds. The same thing. Nick Senzel can go play left field. Spencer Steer can go play right. Mm-hmm. They got to do something with Neiman, though. Yeah. We'll see, I suppose. It'll be interesting. I don't know. The Orioles and the Reds are kind of like in the same. I feel like the Reds are like a year behind the Orioles. But the way that they have so many good young pieces in their lineup, and how they have to fit them together. So many infielders. It's kind of like the same 
Same thing. AL and NL versions almost. Yeah, I just, for some reason, like, I don't, I like the Reds almost better, I want to say, but, like, they're playing so much worse than the Orioles. Yes. The Orioles have better, like, this is the thing. The Reds may have better young players. They don't have any of the auxiliary older players. Yeah, yes, exactly. The Orioles have a bunch of those guys who already come up and are good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Reds have better pitching, though, I think. But it's just like the ballpark. Worst ballpark, so, yeah. Yeah. Red Sox. Chris Sale. Dude, this makes me so sad. The Sale injury. Because I was so in on him. And Kluber's back in the rotation now. I'm sure you'll have more to say about Sale and the injury thing. So we'll skip to that. White Sox. Finally have a whole roster together. It's like the first time all season that they had their whole roster together. And it doesn't really matter because they're already so bad that they're going to have to fire sale anyway. So it's like, okay, good job. Yeah, you're, you're all healthy, but uh, too late now. So <laughs> too, it's, too bad White Sox. <laughs> dude, I've been trying to – I think Tim Anderson would make a lot of sense as a Dodger. Like I'm going to try and wish that into existence. He's getting traded 100%. He's going to get traded. I, I don't think they're going to trade like – Eloy or, or like uh, Robert, but I bet Anderson gets traded. Moncada would get traded if they could find someone for him, but I doubt they can. Lance Lynn is 100% going to get traded, I think. Uh, I don't know about Giolito. Giolito, maybe. Kopik, maybe. I guess we'll see. Cleveland Guardians. Tristan McKenzie and Aaron Savali are back in the rotation. What? And they still have Bybee and Allen. With both those guys. So, they're doing it right, bro. Like, the Guardians are really doing it right. Like, their lineup sucks, but the way that they're, they're handling the pitching staff, I, th- I feel like they're one of the smarter orgs when it comes to pitching. Logan Allen looked really good. I had to turn it off because I had to do bedtime, but he'd only given up two runs through six. Let's see what his final stat line was. Whatever you're doing is loud. That is a... A, a plastic water bottle. Logan Allen, 95 pitches, six innings, seven hits, two walks, 4K, two earned. Yeah, that's a pretty good start. Yeah, solid. Dude, he just throws like steady 91 to 93 and just is always jamming hitters. It's so fun to watch. Yeah, he's not elite. <clears throat> just like all of his pitches are above average, and he's just really smart the way he – he's like a veteran. Yeah. The way he throws yeah. is like a veteran. Even though he's well, over- when you th- – when you throw ninety three, you have to you have to make up for it in other ways. So yeah, you got to be on with your location and pitch ch- or channeling, excuse me, and all that other stuff that makes makes you better. Crafty rookies, those crafty rookies, dude. Talking about crafty rookies, how about Reese Olson? Your like your guy, he looked awesome the other day. Don't call him. A, I had no idea who he was until he got called up. That's how. <laughs> so good. With he was right outside, right outside of my top 100. I will tell you this: the Tigers are like being so much better than I thought they were. Like I was considering paying for Bally Sports Plus so I could watch them, but I haven't pulled the trigger yet. <laughs> yeah, now all they have to do is call Ty Madden and Colt Keith and Henry Malloy. By the way, uh, Scooble I saw the other day started his rehab assignment. Yeah, did you see that? So, so did Matt Manning, I think. Yeah. He did. So, Spoil- so spoiler alert! Let me back. Nice. That might be in the article. Ooh, 
Love it, dude. The Tigers are gonna be they're gonna like they they're gonna have too many pitchers. They have to trade Erod. They don't even have a choice. <laughs> Houston Astros. Uh Pena was moved up to set to the two hole. Bregman, I don't know if this has ever happened before, but Bregman was has been hitting cleanup. I don't know if Bregman has ever hit cleanup before. And uh they put down Tucker. Tucker is moved back down to fifth, of course. He has not been playing very well lately though. So, with Astros lineup, Altuve coming back, Payne is hitting second. Interesting. Yeah, I or mean, no? Bregman is not your stereotypical four hitter, but he gets away with. He maximizes his tool set to hit for enough power that, I mean, he's a little out of place, but it's not obscene. And like they yeah. can't, they don't really have any of the any other options. Yeah, what are they going to do? Have a Brayu hit cleanup? Yeah, I was just going to say, you can't have a Brayu there. <laughs> Backfire. Kansas City Royals. Uh, Royals lineup is looking pretty good now, man. Wit is on fire right now. And they've got like this Prado, Wit, Vinny P thing with Salvi hitting fourth and Melendez hitting fifth. It's working. Massey hitting sixth. Like they just need pitching. And even their pitchers, like Granky has been pretty good lately. They just figured out a way that, hey, if we just have to pitch Grinky five innings instead of trying to throw him seven or eight innings, and he gets way better results if we only pitch him a couple times through the order instead of doing the old thing where Grinky can throw a million bullets, so let's just throw him out there to throw a million bullets. That makes sense. I mean, he's like 50. <laughs> you know, the funny thing, I looked up the yesterday. I was like, how old is he? He's only, I think he's only 39. I thought yeah. he was. I thought he's way older. I thought he's like Verlander's age or older, but he's like only thirty nine. I mean, Verlander's forty one. It's not like there's seven years in there. Yeah, a couple of years still. I thought. I don't know. I, th- I just thought Grinky was older. I don't know why. L.A. Angels. Ben Joyce, dude. Did you see him strike out? Uh, all two yeah, the other did. day. Did you delete <laughs> my note here? No. Why? Did you have something there? That yeah. You just didn't say. It's Google Docs. You don't have to save, dude. I did not delete anything. I'd even I've not looked at this since like nine a.m. I've been out. I was at a beach in Miami at a one-year-old birthday party today, drinking <laughs> vodka. So I did not even that's touch. So, that's so weird. <laughs> I disagreed what? with you. And Google Google <laughs> made me made it go away. No, I just like Carlos Estevez has been so good that like. Ben Joyce isn't going to close this year. Mm. Maybe I put it. Maybe I put it in the wrong team, dude. If he looks that dirty, all it doesn't the time, matter. Yeah, it does. It Why does they, matter. I just ripped one of my headphones out of my head. Why would they move? I I had his stats in here. He's got like a one point five ERA and a one point one WHIP or something, and like twelve saves. You're not going to move the guy who's being – if he had a four ERA, okay, I can see that. But, like, he's having a good year as a closer. He wasn't even the closer at the beginning of the season. It, was, it doesn't uh, matter. He's the, closer, he's the closer now. And, like, I'm not saying the dude's not going to get, like, holds. I think he's going to be a pretty good holds guy. And also, he doesn't really have the command figured out yet. He hasn't walked anyone in the majors yet, but it's going to happen at some point. And the sooner you anoint someone a closer – the sooner they start getting more expensive. So yes. it's Arbitration. just... Arbitration. Arbitration is stupid. He, buy, 
<laughs> Here's what I said. It's like buy him in Dynasty and saves plus holds leagues, but like do not expect him to be the closer by the end of the year. That's irresponsible. Probably. He just looks so dirty, dude. Like he just threw like heat way he, he was throwing the fastball above Altuve's face. Like it was like above his head, and Altuve was still swinging at it. And Altuve is like one of the best hitters on the planet. So I don't know, man. Uh, Minnesota Twins. Polanco's back, leading off. I think he had a homer today. Uh, Julian was the roster casualty. Max Kepler is back in the lineup. He is hitting sixth. Royce Lewis. No, Kepler's hitting fifth. Royce Lewis is hitting sixth. Why? Why isn't Royce Lewis hitting higher in the lineup? He already has like two monster bombs since coming back. I know that's your boy. What's up with Royce? I don't know. Maybe they just don't want him to come straight up and start batting third. You, like, a, you got to earn it and be consistent kind of thing. But, he probably um, should be. Like, honestly, in that lineup, he's probably their third best hitter. Like, Correa what's... re-aggravated his uh, plantar fasciitis today, so that might change, and Julian might be coming back up. Mm. Good for Royce Lewis, I suppose. Uh, Kenta Maeda is supposed to come back, and I don't understand... This that he would come back to the rotation and supplant Louis Varland because Varland has been like their best pitcher. Well, maybe not their best because Pablo Lopez and Sonny Gray have been very good this year, but Louis Varland has been phenomenal and he just dominated the Astros. So, are they really gonna take him out of the rotation? I don't get that. That seems crazy, right? Yeah, the twins seem to just do what they want though, so I wouldn't be shocked. Is it one of those things where, like, if they send him back down, he doesn't have enough time on a major league roster where they could still manipulate his his time? I don't know. See, is the, he, he's like we to. were talking about, like we were texting about today, the Super 2, you never know how it's going to turn out until the next year. So we don't really know. He's got 41 innings already, though. So I can't imagine. Yeah, but it goes like, by, like, days on a major league roster. It doesn't yeah. – it's not, like, innings or anything like that. Seven starts, though. That means he's been up for two months already this year, basically. So if they bring him down, they're going to have to hold him down for probably a month. Why? Like, he's been so good. It makes – like, to me, that's silly. To, to Like, he, he could be a number three starter for any team in baseball pretty much right now. Any team. And you're going to bring him down to – get an extra year of service time. He's 25. It's not like you're going to, you know, you're not getting, he's already going to be uh, owned by that team until he's 31 or 32. You know what I mean? Like you, you want to age 30, 30 season. It's not like he's 22. Yeah. I don't know. The other four guys just aren't going anywhere though. Like they're not going to move and they've all been pretty good. Over. I know Pablo, Pablo Lopez's ERA is like almost five, but dude, he has like 86 strikeouts already. Yeah, maybe so, over though. Like I feel yeah, like Garland yeah. has been better than over. Unless you move Maeda to the bullpen, I've seen that thrown around. Could be. I mean, Maeda is never healthy. Neither is yeah. Sunny Gray. So between those two, I'm sure they'll take care of it themselves. Even the Dodgers had Maeda in the bullpen for a while. I remember. Yeah. Uh, and it's Yankees. not even like their whole rotation is right-handed. I was just gonna say it's not even like. Maeda's left-handed to bring, like, yeah. a change of pace. But, like, they're all righties. Yeah, good call. Uh, Yankees, Josh Donaldson is back, and he's hitting fifth. 
And I'm just wondering, when is Oswald Peraza going to come up? Because he's been destroying AAA. Did you see I just saw the stat about how poorly uh... – since May 15th, Anthony Volpe is slashing 121, 179, 175, 259, which is a 433 OPS and a 33% K rate. Oh, it's so bad. So I didn't bad. realize he'd been playing that bad. Yeah, Praza has just been destroyed. I think he had like, Praza had like six homers in like nine games or something like that recently in AAA. Right now at AAA. Praza has 10 homers, 6 steals. He's hitting 337, 389, 654. They just sent down as well Aldo Cabrera too, right? Like, that was just a few yes. days ago. Yeah, they did. So, I yeah. wonder. Yeah, you, it's only meant – I don't know. It's only a matter you can of only, You can only have one Oswaldo, Oswald slash O. You can have two. <laughs> Uh, Oakland Athletics, Hogan Harris has a cool name. That's about it. I don't know why people are up on Hogan Harris right now. Seattle Mariners, Brian Wu got rocked today, but he's still my boo. I don't even care. Uh, he was versus Texas. Texas is really freaking good, man. They're underrated. Like, Texas, is Texas like a lock for the playoffs? They gotta be. Yeah. And they do, they're not even playing with DeGrom yet. <laughs> yeah, no, well, that's why they're taking DeGrom. Like, DeGrom just had another kid, so he's out. But, like, uh, talking about the Rangers. But, yeah, De- DeGrom, when he comes back, oh, my God. Like, who, who's going to come out of the rotation? I guess Dunning is going to come out of the rotation, but he's been good. So, I don't yeah, know. They have a team- two-and-a-half game lead on Houston. Houston has problems. The Angels, dude, <laughs> they're just – Mike Trout and Shohei Otani trying to save the Titanic on their own. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Seattle Mariners, talking about Wu. Um, if you look at their team, dude, I talked about this before, but they just really need a leadoff hitter. Yeah. And dude, maybe the they'll trade are... for Tim Anderson. Yeah, well, I was going to say, this is a, the beginning of trade season now. It's June, and DePoto is usually the first one to make a move. Right? Like, does anybody move before DePoto? Like, no, this, dude, this offseason, DePoto made like three trades the first day that the offseason opened up. Remember last year, they were the first ones to land Luis Castillo. That was a massive trade, and they're the first ones to pull the trigger. Yeah. What are they going to trade, though? Are they, gonna, I mean, they could always the, call it Jonathan Classe, I guess, but. You're the prospect expert. I don't know. Well, this, what do they have? This is the, they have class A, and that's it. They traded everything yeah, but, else. And then, um, then they're pitchers. The other thing about Depoto is he's not afraid to trade off of his major league roster, too. So Colton Long could go somewhere. That kid they Hancock. got in second could go somewhere. They could trade so, Emerson Hancock pretty easily. Like, they would have no problem trading Emerson Hancock yeah. at this point. With their pitching staff, dude, I wouldn't be surprised if they're, they're not afraid to trade Wu. Like, you see some of these GMs and teams – call up their pitching prospects close to the deadline to make it easier for other teams to scout them. So I wouldn't be surprised if that was like a part of the consideration, not necessarily the only reason they did it, but that is the thing that happens. So I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if he's on the move. Yeah, true. Rays, Jason Adams closing again. That's all I got there. Uh, Blue Jays, we were talking about the Rangers. Blue Jays, this team has not changed their lineup all year, basically. 
All they've done is move Matt Chapman up the lineup and, and then, then back, down. back down the line. After, <laughs> after like, his, like, 600 Babbitt regressed to yeah. normal? <laughs> yeah, that's all they've done the whole year. Uh, Arizona Diamondbacks. Jake McCarthy, dude. This guy's been a stud since he came back up the last week. He's already got five steals this week. What? Uh, why was he down again? <laughs> right? Yeah, too many outfielders? Yeah, I guess. Uh, but he he looks like he's taking off where he left off last year, and he was very helpful. I don't know a bunch of leagues last year. Uh, Braves called up 20-year-old A.J. smith Shaver. I freaking love this dude. It's like Spencer Strider 2.0 happening right before our eyes. That we're all just watching it this time, and we're like, oh, we all know what's going to happen here. <laughs> that is another completely unfair comp just because it's the same organization and the same process. Like, he hasn't even pitched yet. Like – they called him up what Tuesday, Wednesday? He hasn't even yeah. pitched yet. Yeah, but he's so also like, twenty, and he also has a killer fastball. So, yeah, but Spencer Strider just shattered the record of like well, I forgot what it was, fastest to hundred strikeouts or something. Yeah, it, it'd be hard pressed for him to be Spencer Strider, but he could. It, it, it's still a very good to see. If you are think... if you are owning him, then you have to say okay. Well, Braves calling up a 20-year-old, and just, he's going to do the whole Spencer Strider thing all over again. So this is probably going to turn out well. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I'm not saying it's going to go poorly. I just think yeah. you have a tendency to mislead people with your words. Like saying Matt Joyce is going to be the closer of the Angels. and Ben Joyce. Ben Joyce, whatever. Matt Joyce used to be a Tiger. You know, I'm terrible with names. And uh, A.J. Smith Chauver is going to be Spencer Strider. Like, that's just unfair. I'm saying he's gonna he's doing Spencer Strider-ish routines, following the following the process. The, the process, yes, yeah, but indeed. And I do think Ben Joyce will be the closer by the end of the I, season. You want to bet? Let's make a bet. I I, I would bet that SFS th- sucks. I think. I think okay. he's really lucky right now. All right, we'll figure something out. Yeah, we'll have to make a bet. Ben Joyce is gonna be closer by the end of the year. I would bet on that. Chitown Cubs, Justin Steele. Looks like he dodged a bullet. Uh, actually, I think when I wrote this, he was not on the aisle, but I think they just did actually put him on the aisle. Am yeah, I, I put I put in the um, I put in the yeah, notes. They, they did. They thought he could only miss one start, but Gabe texted us a bit ago that they think he's only going to miss two now. So that's a normal stay on a fifteen day IL for a pitcher. Yeah, and Wisniewski's going to take his rotation spot. So yeah, no Ben, no Ben Brown coming up for the rotation. Which dude? He's already on the forty man. So like, I don't understand what they're waiting for. And that's another thing um, about the Reds. We'll get to it in a second. So go ahead. Yeah, Reds, we're waiting. Ellie, CES, when are these guys going to come up? We talked about this, and I would still be buying Nick Lodolo. You were texting me earlier this week, like, what should I do with Nick Lodolo? Am I, is this a drop? What? Like, and I told you, just hold on to him for in like a dynasty league. I think he is still going to be awesome. Um, the numbers look bad this year, but... Under the hood, it's all legit. Like, it all looks yeah. good to me. So, I would not be selling on Nick Little. I'd just be holding him. I would actually be trying to buy him in Dynasty Leagues if you can. So, that's where I'm at on Lodolo. 
So the thing I wanted to bring up is about Ellie and CES. Ellie is on the 40 man and CES is not. So that's another thing to consider. Like, I truly believe that only one of them is going to come up and it's going to be Ellie. And it'll probably be in the next couple of weeks because I just, until they trade at least one person, I don't see how they fit all of those players on the same team. They have to move Vado and Senzel maybe, or cut Senzel, I guess. But like, there's no way all those guys are going to fit on the major dude, league roster. Dude, Fraley's DHing right now. They could easily just move Fraley back into the outfield and have D E and have CES DH or Vado DH. Yeah, Votto like, DH would be the move. They'd have to move yeah. Spencer Steer to the outfield too. They're not necessarily. Saying, I mean, like I just... they, they they can play around with it. The thing is, you don't have to have the same lineup every day. Like they yeah. have guys that can play multiple positions, so they can just move yeah. them around. Like yeah. Spencer Steer could just be like your Tommy Edmund. They move all over the place between first, third, DH. Then you got Votto. And Nick Senzel's never healthy, too, so, I mean, yeah, you yeah. just let him play center field for a while, he'll probably get hurt. Yeah, and then you have India and yeah. at second, McLean at short, That's, and Elliot third, and... The 40-man thing is hard to remedy, like, I don't know. That's just what I think. I think is coming up in the next couple of weeks, and I think it'll be a while longer for CES. Maybe. To me, it makes more sense for them to call up CES, because this is the thing. If they want to play the game or they're going to call somebody up at the end of the year to try to win a rookie of the year next year, it would be Ellie, not CES. You know what I mean? Yeah, but the, the 40-man roster. Yeah, he's already on the 40-man. I get a bit, that. A big deal. Like, that's. Yeah. I mean, it's not, like, insurmountable by any means, but it is, it is something to consider. Yeah, true. It is. 100%. Uh, Colorado Rockies, Ezekiel Tavares finally, finally starting to heat up. Right when I dropped him in the Memorial Magazine League, dude. And he's like hit like 400 this week. So, And uh, Nolan Jones is playing every day at first base with Crone out. Uh, the numbers are super inflated, though, so I'm not really buying into it. Are you in on this Nolan Jones Rockies thing at all? I haven't seen how well he's playing, but, I mean, dude, there's a reason we inflate – any Rockies prospect with a decent pedigree. I mean, he's just basically heading for empty average. So no, I'm not I'm not super into that, but you should he should be owned in all dynasty leagues, that's for sure. Still tell Gabe. <laughs> Dude, he's I'll picking up it. Gabe is Gabe is going through and picking up any players right now because he figured out he only has two of them. <laughs> <laughs> Los Angeles Dodgers, Michael Grove taking the Gavin Stone spot in the rotation. We'll see how that goes. Uh, Miami Marlins, nothing new here, but Trevor Rogers is on a rehab assignment right now. And when Rogers comes back, it'll be interesting to see if the Marlins decide to trade a starter. There have been rumors about them trading another starter for a minute. So maybe they try to trade Cabrera or something like that once Rogers is back. So it looks like Rogers is going to probably have like three or so rehab outings, which puts it right in line for, like, the beginning of July. So, we'll see. What do you think? Don't you think if they trade someone, it would be Jesus? No, dude. I can't see them trading any of those guys. Cabrera? No. Why would they do that? Um, Because they have those five guys, six guys, five guys already, plus Rogers. That's six. Plus Max Meyer coming back next, next year. That's seven. 
plus six dough. Eventually, if the guy ever does anything ever again. So, I mean, they've already got seven guys. They could spare yeah. one. I don't know. Any I hitters. just like super talented pitchers who are 25. You really shouldn't trade, in my opinion. You traded Gallon for Jazz. Yeah, but don't you think they didn't like Gallon? Yeah, and were they right? I mean, no. Gallon is top 10 starter probably right now. But Jazz is awesome too, so that was a good trade. Like, they just, you can't just have a million pitchers. You need hitters too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, dude, I have a, I've, I got an offer of Zach Gallon for um, Julio in my home league. And I'm like, dude, I got to think about that. He's like my favorite player. Yeah, you can't trade Julio for Gallon. I know. I need pitching so bad, though. Don't do it. That's a terrible trade. Don't do I that. Know. I know. Just, dude, we'll get to my trade in a minute. I think I just stole Jose Ramirez, but. Yeah, but you can't trade Julio for Gallon. I know. You don't know. trade Julio for a pitcher. The other thing for Any the pitcher. Marlins is, like, Yuri Perez. Unless you're getting Strider. <laughs> yeah, right. Yuri Perez is five starts now in, like, a two-two-five ERA. I think you said last podcast he's a top 30 starting pitcher already. Yep, I definitely, I definitely believe. I definitely believe it. Yeah, hundred percent. New York Mets. Vientos needs at bats. This guy is just sitting on the bench. I don't get it. The Mets just wasting away their prospects, right? Yeah, I just I don't understand why you call people up and then don't play them every day. Like they're kind of caught in this weird little dead man zone where like. They have all these expensive veterans, and they're trying to win a t- like a title. Obviously, that's what they're why they spent four hundred million dollars. But like, if the kids are the best option to help you win, like I think you would do that. Daniel Vogelbach does not need to be playing every day. Yeah, for sure. Dude, the Phillies are so bad. I hate this team. <laughs> uh, on the NLI league, when I look at. My Phillies players, and I see their stupid peas on their hats. It gives me stomach ulcers. <laughs> makes me want to. Every time I see it, I get diarrhea. Yeah, <laughs> dude, your your NLI team has Kyle Schwarber and Max Muncie on it, just like a batting average black hole. <laughs> home runs and nothing else. This is all dude, home runs and dude, walks and nothing you, else. Did you see? I think this was yesterday. Schwarber had a single in the first inning, and he got like a standing ovation. Because yeah, he hasn't had a single that. in like ten games or something. I saw that, bro. Like I said, these <laughs> Phillies guys between Trey and Schwarber, it's like I just see the stupid P on their hat when I open up my Yahoo thing, and it pisses me off. P stands for piss. I don't even want to. I don't so even funny. want it. I don't want it anymore. Uh, <laughs> Pittsburgh Pirates. Another P. No more P's. Uh, I love Jack Swinski though, but this guy is so bad. Like I just looked up his platoon stats. Today or yesterday, last night or whatever, and like his platoon stats against lefties are like he dominates righties, but against lefties, he's so bad. He can't do it. He just can't do it. I love Captain Jack, but he can't do it against lefties. Yeah, dude, that's why, like, that's one of the reasons I was so high on Brett Beatty is because he can hit lefties. Like, that is, I think that's just one of the hardest things to do for left handed pitchers coming into the majors is to hit lefties, unless you're like, Freddie Freeman, 
Like, it's so hard, especially if you didn't do it in the minors. It's just, like, to a new degree difficult in the majors. Yeah, you can get over it, though, because look at Gorman. Like, Nolan Gorman did not play against lefties, and the Cardinals just started doing it a couple weeks ago, and he's been awesome against them. And like, oh, shit, he can actually hit lefties. <laughs> like, like, we were platooning Nolan Gorman, and we, we didn't even know that he can actually hit lefties. <laughs> I don't think they want to play him against lefties. Gorman or yeah. Selinski? No, Gorman. Gorman's awesome against lefties, though. He's been, like, he's been destroying them. It doesn't even matter. Lefty, righty, whatever. He doesn't care. It's like Nupar. The other day, I think, I think we talked about this a few weeks ago. Nupar actually hits lefties better than righties. It's, he's a reverse platoon guy. And then the Cardinals kept hitting him eighth against lefties. And, like, what is Ali Marmol doing? Nupar hits, like, 400 against lefties. And he has Nupar hitting eighth. Like, what? Like, all you have to do is look at the look, look at fan graphs. Come on, Ollie. Like, what are you doing here? So, Gary Sanchez looks like he found a new home with the Padres. You in on that? No. Dude, I've never been a Gary Sanchez guy. It's, it's, it does seem like for how good that roster is, A, they're underperforming so hard, and B, they've never been able, able to figure out catcher. No, they haven't. That's why like, they, trade, for years. they trade for Nola. They traded Munoz. Didn't they trade Munoz for Austin Nola? Yeah, that was a. I think that was a pretty complicated three-team trade, wasn't it? I'd have was to it go. Three-team, or was it just was it just Munoz for Nola? I don't know. Dude, he's batting Same. six, though. So like, yeah, they they trust him, obviously. I just can't believe it took him that long to get signed. What? Yeah. Like one day, he was signed like one day after he was released. Yeah, I guess he was. Yeah, you're right. San Francisco Giants. Uh, with Estrada out, Casey Schmidt is playing second base now. So Casey Schmidt is going to have some nice position eligibility next year. Short, third, second. All right. We got here like a, a little Chris, Tommy Edmond. Chris Taylor. Yeah, Chris Taylor. St. Louis Cardinals. They finally announced dude, that Libertor is going to be in the rotation and matches in the pen. <laughs> Finally, I dropped Liberatore yesterday because I was counting on him making a start this weekend, and he just—I had no idea if he was gonna or not, and I had to make a decision. Yeah, well, he's in the rotation now, so he's not starting till what Tuesday? Is he going to get two starts next week? Yeah, if he's starting Tuesday, and then the Cardinals have seven games next week. They only had five this week. Oh, cool. So that makes sense. But yeah, I'm gonna try and pick him back up on Sunday. Yeah, that'd be good. Jordan Walker's back up. He's doing all right. He had a couple hits yesterday. I didn't watch the game today. I saw he hit a ball ridiculously hard, but it was a single. Yeah, he had like a 110-mile-per-hour single his first at-bat yesterday. Washington Nationals, nothing to talk about there. What's what's up with the injuries, Raymond? I was just trying to find something to talk about with the Nationals. but um... Dude, there's nothing to talk about the Nationals. The Nationals are toast. I watched. I, they were playing the Indians today, or the Guardians today. I don't know. I think C.J. Abrams might be decent at some point, but no. The first one, I just wanted to talk about Strasburg a little bit because this is sad, and he was awesome a few years ago. But he has like serious nerve damage, and he's probably never going to pitch again. So just shout out to a former fantasy star, dude. I yeah. read that he, he's had. He's got eight, paid. 
He's made eight starts since he won MVP of the World Series in 2019. Two starts a year. Yeah, and he got a baller ass deal, didn't they sign him for like seven years, two hundred million? So yeah, dude got paid. Like that. Yeah, yeah dude got paid at least. Yeah, insurance, but yeah. TJ Friedel was placed on the IL with the hamstring. He's already exercising and fielding, so I think he'll be back soon. Fiedo, who I said would look really good when I was at that Tigers game on Tuesday, and then he got Texas Rangered and like gave up five runs in five innings, I think. But I guess he's got a bad fingernail on his middle finger. Um, Is that a thing? Should we just start seeing that guys get Walker Texas Rangered? Whenever the Rangers I mean, dude, the shit out like, of people just disregard when pitchers go have bad starts at Colorado. Like, if you get just destroyed by the Rangers, I think we should give you the benefit of the doubt if we think you could be good. Yeah, they get, like, roundhouse kicked. It's a Chuck Norris. <laughs> they just get Chuck Norris in the mouth every time. Yeah, dude, Like, Brian I mean, Wu today just got a roundhouse kick straight to the mouth. Welcome to the majors, kid. Boom. Uh, seriously, dude, I think I think that should be a, at least we should start doing that because, like, yeah. dude, the game I watched, Corey Seager and Josh Young when it combined seven for eight with like four doubles, a home run, and like six RBIs, like, and that was just one game. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, Chris Sale, you mentioned that, yeah, shoulder injury. I was listening to someone talk about how he wanted to stay in the game and then bam this comes out he's on the il with the left shoulder strain uh no timetable yet but i wouldn't be surprised if this is your your usual four to six weeks that's best case i'd be happy with that as a chris sale owner i'm happy with four to six weeks at this point uh julio urias oh i didn't update this one uh he threw a bullpen yesterday and on tuesday and he's supposed to face hitters early this week and i think he is going to be on track to throw to make a start this weekend this coming weekend so the second weekend of june and then your boy <laughs> lars newt bar placed on the 10-day <laughs> il with lower back contusion after he ran into the wall how did he hit his lower back was he backing up no he he made a catch against the wall and he hurt it and then like he because he stayed in the game and then later in the game, is a few innings later, there's a, a fly ball, and he's running after it, and he just fell. It looked like he got oh. shot. Oh, my god! Like, gosh. he's running after the ball, and it looked like someone just shot him. And he's just, like, you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> he's like, yeah, my back just, like, gave out on me. He had, like, a back spasm. Oh, so wow. then they, they held him out for a couple days and hoped that this, like, they had a couple days off. And they were hoping that the couple yeah. days off would heal him. But no, uh, he had hit the aisle. And now I got Jordan Walker back. I hope they don't send Walker back down when he comes back. That would be really annoying. Could happen. I would not rule that possibility out. Yeah, so there's some other quick ones here. Uh, Marco Gonzalez is forearm strain. That might be, like, serious. Like, he's going for testing. Cody Bellinger cleared to resume running. He's eligible to come off the IL already, and he should be back soon. Uh, Tigers pitchers, Tariq Skubal started a rehab assignment as he works his way back from elbow surgery to repair his flexor tendon. I don't know how he didn't get Tommy John, but uh, Matt Manning threw a bullpen Friday, which is the first time he's thrown off a mound since he broke his foot. Manny Machado came back yesterday, Friday, and Byron Buxton actually came back negative on his ribs after he got hit by a pitch. Is there an unluckier player than Byron Buxton? Nope. <laughs> I put dude, dude runs into dude or gets even playing hit. that. 
He's not even playing defense anymore. <laughs> yeah, I, I put here he gets he gets he runs into or gets hit by what seems like everything. Yeah. Um Justin Steele should only miss one start. This is now two starts. Um and yeah, like I mentioned, Carlos Correa reaggravated his plantar fasciitis. Dude, I, I do a lot of football stuff, and when people get plantar fasciitis, the only way to make it better is to like get surgery or just stay off your foot. And athletes don't ever stay off their feet, so I wouldn't be surprised if that is A, a problem all year, B, he ends up getting surgery, or C, he just does this forever. Yeah. Could. I mean, I don't know. It was it was not the foot that like kept him from the contract, right? It was like something else. Wasn't it his ankle? Yeah, it was or like some leg high injury or something. His leg, maybe his knee. I don't remember. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't playing a fresh yard, so I remember that. Yeah. All right. So I got hiccups right now. Let's see if I can work through it. Uh <laughs> twelve team league at Number one, Royce Lewis with the Twins. How is he still only 69% owned? I don't know if I really need to say more than Royce Lewis is not 70% owned and just say buy hard, like die hard. Like, come on. Like Hans Gruber, this baby. Let's get some Royce Lewis shit. Get this guy out of my list, right? Dude, he's 70% rostered. (laughs) Oh, now you get hit. No, he just hit 70%. Bah. I, when I read this, he was 69. Uh, number two. Nice. Yeah, nice. Louis Varland. Dude, Varland is only 53% owned. What is up with this? 18.5% K minus walk rate, 28.1% CSW, 378 Sierra, 115 whip. He just destroyed the Houston Astros. What? Come on. Own this, own this guy. More leagues. Let's do it. Number three, Logan Allen. You just mentioned how good he looked the other day. He's got an 18.6 K minus walk rate, 28.1% CSW. (laughs) 379 Sierra, 131 whip. That's what happens when you drink vodka at 11 a.m. for a one-year-old birthday party. And then he's also been blown up by a 330 Babip. So uh, I don't know. I think he's better even than the numbers show with that whip. So Logan Allen, I'm buying as long as he's six in that rotation, but I think he's gonna. But I think he might be one of those guys who just always runs a higher BABIP because he just doesn't throw that hard. So if he misses his location, he's gonna give up really hard contact. I've mentioned this before too. Is that he's the lefty? He's yeah. the only lefty yep. in the rotation. Until they so like it makes either. yeah. So if they were gonna get rid of someone in the rotation, it would not be him. I think because he's the lefty. Yeah. Um, but I do have I like. Varland more than Allen. I have Varland slightly ahead of Allen at this point, even with the risk of the Maeda thing. Um, number four, another st- <laughs> starter, Brian Bayo. He's 64% owned right now, but 15.3% K minus walk, 377 Sierra. Uh, he looks good. Ever since the first two starts of the season, he's been pretty good. Last start wasn't the best, but uh, the sinker. Look, looks good. Changeup is one of the best pitches in baseball. His cha- his changeup is one of the best changeups. Like it's elite. So Bayo, great changeup. He, he's just he's just got to keep his walks under control. We don't have to go back over this, but when if you read this article and Tim, when you get a chance, read 
how similar Logan Allen's and Brian Bayo's uh, stats are. They're almost identical. Yeah, they are. Very, very close. Except Logan Allen is a lefty and he's with the Guardians. Trust that a little more. And Brian Bayo, I think, has much higher K upside. Like, I would say he's probably underperforming on the strikeouts. Like, yeah. Logan Allen, I wouldn't be surprised if they went in opposite directions in terms of the K rate. Yeah, for sure. They could. Um, Bayo, he just hasn't hit that. Like, he has so many pitches, too. That's the thing. Yeah. Bayo, Bayo's got like four or five pitches. So, like, when he figures out the best pitch mix, he's going to just get better and better. Number five, Jack Sawinski. We've talked a lot about him. I've had him on this list a lot of times, but 11 homers, six steals, and 150 at bats. He's basically a mini Kyle Schwarber with, spe- with speed, and you just have to worry about the platoon. So if you're in a daily league, Swinski should definitely be owned because he's a lot easier to manipulate on the roster. <laughs> hey, do you want to take a break? You want me Dude, to take? Yeah, you, you just read the rest of my guys weekly. Swinski, I don't know. Um, yeah, he kind of reminds me of like, uh, gosh, a guy I hate from the. Uh, I don't hate. I shouldn't say that. From the Giants, who was always in a platoon. Um, Brian Wolf, Jock Peterson. Thank you. Brian Wolf from the Mariners, like you mentioned, got got rangered. Um, you know here his fastball is comparable to Bryce Miller and Spencer Strider. Go get him. I would say wait to see if uh, he's going to make a second start before that. But, yeah, he should definitely be on your watch list. And then we talked about Ben Joyce already. Oh, this is where I put it. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I just typed that all out twice. And it's just right down here. 12 saves, 1.5 year a 1.12 whip. I don't think Carlos Estevez is going to lose his job. I do. <laughs> My buddy and I used to make bets like these, and we would just always bet draft picks. But that seems irresponsible, depending on what league we're talking yeah, about. Dep- yeah, depending on the league. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. I just don't tr- trust a guy named Charlie Sheen, so... What? I don't understand. Carlos Estevez, dude. Charlie Sheen's real name is Carlos Estevez. Oh, is it? I did not know that. Yeah, and uh, his dad, Martin Martin Sheen, his name is Martin Estevez. That's why uh, Charlie Sheen's brother is uh, Emilio Estevez from Mighty Ducks. They're brothers. I didn't know that. Emilio was like, no, dude, I'm keeping my Spanish name. I, I ain't doing that gringo shit. So. Dude, feel free to cancel me for this, but I've never seen Mighty Ducks, like any of them. What? Bro, no. Mighty Ducks. No, you got to watch at least watch the first one in D2. D3 sucks. Yeah, I heard D2 is actually one of the sequels that holds up, but like and they're on Disney Plus. I'm just absolutely not a hockey guy. But yeah, I'll watch it. It's on my right. list. All right, get to yours. My, we got we got to roll. My computer's dying. Let's do it. Yeah, my two guys on here I mentioned are just Brian De La Cruz. He seems to be figuring it out. Um, he should be rostered in all five outfielder leagues. Uh, and then Marcelo Zuna, as long as his hot streak lasts, he should also be rostered in all five outfielder leagues. I don't know if I necessarily buy the Ozuna thing, but when he's hot, he's hot. Yeah, ride, ride the wave, right? Right. Yeah. My 15-team league guys... Number one, Jose Siri. I've had him on here for a while. He's got 10 homers and five steals over 106 at-bats. Um, oh, the Babbitt, the Babbitt should be higher even. Like the, With this guy's speed, it should be higher. 
So Siri should probably still be hitting like 50 to 80 points higher than he is. So I'd be buying Jose Siri in any 15 team league, maybe even 12 teamers. Uh, number two, Jake McCarthy. He's at 49% owned, but he's hitting, he hit 442 this week with five steals. Like he is right back on track, basically right where he left off. Number th- three, Fiedo, your boy. Like even with the bad start, 23.3K minus walk, 347 Sierra, 0.92 whip. Do it. Libra number four. Like I said, he was confirmed in the rotation. Go get him. Number five, again, Tovar's hot. Over Tovar's last 45 plate appearances, he has a 147 WRC plus. And a lot of that has been outside outside of Colorado. Number six, starting pitcher Trevor Rogers. Uh, starting the rehab assignment with the Marlins. So if you have room on your roster to stash, Trevor Ro- Rogers might be one of the better stashes out there. Again, also the Tigers guys. Scooble, I think, is a really good stash right now. I really like Scooble. He's got good stuff. Man, there's a, er, I don't know. There was a stretch there last year when all of the Tigers stud prospects were healthy, and Scooble looked like the best out of all of them over Mize, mm-hmm. over Manning, over Fiedo. And Scooble is the, the lowest draft of, of all four of them. Yeah. So I, I could definitely buy him being really good. Yeah, I like, I like him. I was buying him in a lot of dynasty leagues before the injury. It's funny. This kind of seems to be a theme. He's the only left-handed of the bunch too. So Yeah, there you go. Uh, so, number seven, last guy on here, AJ Smith-Shaver. 20-year-old, brave, uh, brought up from high A, going to be in the bullpen. Like, if you have a bullpen spot and you want ratios, this has, this is a guy that I'd throw in there for ratios with a wing and a prayer that he starts at some point this year. Um, my top droppable players, Brandon Fott, uh, Grayson Rodriguez, Noah Syndergaard. This is actually, like, I kind of feel bad. Did you see what he said that uh, – Yeah. He would give up his hypothetical firstborn son to be the pitcher he used to be. That made me cringe. As someone yeah. with kids, that made me cringe. Yeah. If I didn't yeah. have kids, then I would probably be stupid enough to say the same thing. Yeah, like, I was gonna say. And kids, as soon as, I'm, no, as soon as he, as soon as he has kids, he'll take it back too. But like yeah. that, just I mean, it just proves like, dude, people are these players are human and they want to be good too. But like, yeah, he's what twenty eight. I yeah. just don't think he has it anymore. Uh, Graham Ashcraft, as much as I love that guy, he continues to just pitch to a five ERA without a lot of strikeouts. Get another just completely below average start yesterday or the day before. Miguel Vargas only in redraft. I don't think I don't think you need to be hanging on to him at this point. Um, Jose Abreu and Jock Peterson. Funny enough, Jock Peterson. I think he's hurt. <laughs> yeah. He's coming back. He started rehabbing, I think. And just, uh, yeah, the Giants are just the ultimate platoon team. Like he's never going to play full time. Like unless you're in a daily league, it's he. He's so hard to roster. Yeah, I've got him in odd new league, and it's kind of nice because it's daily, so you can just move him yeah. in and out. Pretty good at points against as long as he's against righties. Like that's a good player. Yeah. So, uh-huh. uh, top ten redraft prospects. I moved Ellie to number one because I think there's such a great chance that he comes up now. I still have him as late June, um, because yeah. I looked it up the other day. And so the Reds, after this weekend, are not home again until, like, June 23rd. 
or something like that. So they go on like a three week road trip and they're not going to call Ellie and CES up or one of them up on a road trip. These guys are going to come up at a homestand. So I think regardless, we're not going to see these guys probably until the 23rd since they didn't get called up this weekend. So I would note that. I think most people, that's something that no one would look at, but they're going to want to sell tickets. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I don't know. If they play anywhere near, uh, where is their AAA team? Nashville. If they play anywhere near near uh, Nashville, maybe they'll do it there. Yeah, maybe but, if they're desperate. Uh, but I just think mo- most of the time teams, when they do a call-up, especially if they're not competing, they're going to try to make some money on it. I just Number think two. that, like, he's – I don't know. The narrative, the narrative on the national writers has shifted, which is a big thing. Like, everyone is saying when it happens, not if it happens. And I mean the local guys too. I don't just mean national. That was the wrong word. And he's just doing something every night that. Yeah, he's a freak. He, he's a freak. I would, I'm going to be naively optimistic and I'll take the under on the 23rd. But if it is the 23rd, like that. that would be fine. I mean, I can wait three weeks. Yeah, for a guy like that, you, you better. <laughs> uh, Jordan Westberg is number two. I moved him down just because Ellie is so good. That like I feel like I would rather I would rather take Ellie in three weeks than Jordan Westberg right now because Ellie is so good. Yeah. Uh, so pretty pretty easily. So Westberg's number two, even though he's hitting three fifteen, three eighty six, six nineteen with fifteen homers and four steals. So he's still killing it. Uh, number three, CES. He's three forty five, four hundred seven seventeen with fourteen homers now. Mini Pete Alonso. I don't know. I don't think anyone can even try to predict whether CES or Ellie is coming up first. I kept thinking that CES was going to come up first, but at this point, I just, I'm lost. I, whatever the Reds are going to do, they're going to do. Maybe they call them up at the same time. I don't know. I almost wonder if they want to keep them together. I don't know if other maybe. teams think this way, but the Tigers GM who got fired, so maybe this isn't a good strategy, but mm-hmm. they kept they kept Riley Green and Spencer Torkelson together all the way up the minors. Like when one got promoted, they both got promoted. And yeah, but are they roommates? Like I don't Riley know. Green and Torkelson were like roommates. They're like best friends, yeah. yeah. But like, the Tigers did it intentionally. I don't know how the Reds think. And yeah, I mean, there's obviously other factors at play here. But yeah, it's just interesting. Yeah. Number four, Colton Kowser. Back My now. boy. Yeah, your boy. Uh, I think as soon as he shows he's healthy, he should be up. With the Hopefully. outfield that they have right now that they're running out there, it's like... They're, they're in a playoff spot in the hardest division in baseball. Like, yeah. why would you not have your best guys up? So, And that, uh, I'm going to say Austin Hayes, but that's not the right person. Who just got, like, really hurt? Cedric um, Mullins. Cedric Mullins, thank you. That injury sounds serious. I heard you and Gabe talking about it. Like, they said weeks, hopefully not months. Yeah. That's pretty damning. Yeah, he's out... He's probably out four to six weeks or whatever. Plus, just based yeah. on that, yeah. Because if it's, if there's months, then they say he's out for two months, or and they throw him the sixty. So I think he's probably out for like probably six weeks anyway. Um, number five, Ronnie Mauricio. Uh, I've got him coming up, this, you know, mid June or so. Just they got him playing the outfield now. He's playing second now. He's playing the outfield. So I guess they. They're trying to figure out if they want McNeil in second or they want McNeil in the outfield. I don't really know. 
but they're just playing around with Mauricio right now defensively. And he I has see- not been hitting for as much power since they've been moving him around, but he's still hitting for average. So still hitting 336, 377, 550. Seven homers, nine steals. He hasn't hit a homer in a minute, though. There's there's no way he's up in June. They don't have time to play the prospects that are currently on their major league roster. Why would they bring yeah. up another one? Vientos can't play other positions, though. If, like, he's not athletic enough to be playing in the outfield or – so what are they going to do, uh, bench Jeff field. McNeil? or No, you move Mc, McNeil used to play in the outfield all the time. You might as well. like If I were them, I would play Mauricio at second and McNeil in the outfield. But now they've got Mauricio playing outfield in the minors. So, I don't know. Someone's gonna move, one of them is going to move to second. One of them is going to move to the outfield. Vientos is basically just like a corner infield backup DH at this point. So, uh, it kind of sucks for Vientos, but... Mauricio is a better prospect than him, so it's just kind of like the way the cookie crumbles, I think. The rest of these guys, I'm just going to read off quickly because my computer is on like 5% right now, and I don't want to lose the podcast. So number six, Bo Naylor. Number seven, Ben Brown, the Cubs. Number eight, Andrew Abbott. Number nine, Kyle Manzardo. Number 10, JHM with the Tigers. Uh, dude, I got to ask you, do you think JHM is up first or Colt Keith? Because like Colt Keith is getting a lot of hype right now. I almost picked him up in NLI today. I probably shouldn't have said that out loud. Um, no, it's fine. I, I I almost did too, but I I need pitchers, so I just picked up. I dropped I dropped Meyer by the way. If you want Meyer back, because I need <laughs> nice. A, I did, somehow I missed that. Um, yeah, I don't think the Tigers are the type of team. I've said this before. I don't know how they how their GM new GM thinks. I don't think they'll just pluck Colt Keith straight out of Double A. So we'll see. But I think JHM comes up first. He's older. He's closer. Yeah, I think it makes sense. Deep dive this week. Listen to the last podcast. I talk about my prospect rankings. We go from uh, number 110 to 76. We're going reverse order next week. Or this next podcast, we'll be going from 75 to 51. Moves that we made this week. Raymond, what moves did you make this week? I... Added a $1 Zach McKinstry and dropped Bryce Turing. I wanted to bring that up because I think I, as hyped as I was about Bryce Turing at the beginning of the season, like he's just, I don't know. He's just not a major league hitter at this point. Like he doesn't play against lefties and he doesn't really play against every righty either. So there's no power. There's a little speed there, but um, I dropped he him. Is who, he is who he yeah. thought he was. Like yeah, he's exactly. a defensive guy. You know? Yeah. I dropped him. He's still valuable, and I don't think he's going to get sent down. But, like, I dropped him in our 20-team NLI league just because there's no upside there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I spent $324 on Bobby Miller and TGFBR. Um You won. And then, what? I said you won. That was a good yeah. one. But I didn't spend I looked, $300 on Mason Miller like me. Bah. Dude, I spent, like, 230 on Mason Miller. Um I looked at the I saw I forget the person's name so I'm sorry but I saw someone puts out like a like a article of who spent the most money on who and someone spent like 490 something dollars on Bobby Miller. So oh. I didn't I wasn't the high one. So It's crazy. Uh, my home league, my head to head categories league, I added Ali De La Cruz, dropped Alex Kirilov. Uh added Giovanni Gallegos yesterday and dropped Matthew Liberatore and then he had a 54 ERA yesterday. Um, and then my trade, I sent Shane Bieber and Brian Reynolds for who I just traded for. I had for like six days for Jose Ramirez. 
That's a nice trade. It's a really nice trade. That is, you, you said you you think you stole him. I agree. So, you keep him in that league? Uh, no, that's the league where you have to draft someone to keep them, and he was a first rounder, so you wouldn't keep him anyways. Uh, yeah, gotcha. All right, All right, moves I moves I made. TGFBI. I added your boy Alex Fiedo for eight bucks. Drops my boy Mason Miller. I spent two hundred whatever dollars on two hundred thirty bucks, and he gone now. Uh, then I added Jose Caballero for eight bucks, dropping Dylan Carlson. And the CBS Memorial Magazine League. I added Fiedo for a singer. Uh, I think I talked about these on the last podcast. This one I did not talk about. OPL. I added a one dollar Elias Diaz. And a $2 Jack Flaherty for us in that league because we uh, we dropped Manoa and Kirk. And so we needed a catcher. So we got Diaz. And then I, what do you think about that $2 Flaherty thing? Because I actually didn't even ask you about that. I kind of just threw it there. We were like, okay, I, I told you, like, let's get a pitcher. In. Let's throw some money on Fiedo and Flaherty. We didn't get Fiedo, but we got Flaherty. And it kind of worked out yesterday. So No, I, I think when you brought all those up the first time, I mentioned, like, He's so cheap that if he actually is getting better, that that's fine. I have no problem with that at all. Yeah, he's been he's been a lot better like the last like four or five starts. Ever basically ever since Contreras became the catcher again. <laughs> funny enough, like he's been better. Yeah, that uh, is funny. <laughs> Fantasy baseball Invitational. I got a two dollar Evan and I just lost Raymond right when we we're about to go to the Raymondism. So let's see if Raymond pops back on here real quick so we can do the Raymondism. Um, but in the meantime, while I'm waiting for him to come back on, you can find our stuff over on Friends of Fantasy Benefits. You can follow me on the Twitter, at FantasyAceBall. You can follow Raymond on the Twitter, at Raymond Atherton. And let's see if Raymond jumps back on here right now. Yes, here he is. It's time for the Raymondism. Let's Sorry. do it. Uh, <laughs> so my Raymondism is... The Rays have 11 different players with at least seven home runs. The Mariners only have 10 different players with at least seven singles. Wait, what? The Rays have 11 different players with at least seven home runs. The Mariners only have 10 different players with at least seven singles. That's crazy. Oh, my God. The Rays, they're so good. (laughs) How do they do it, bro? No idea. The dude in... uh, (laughs) Uh, Willie Castro's ball now for the Twins, another former Tiger. Oh, man, it, I you you hate to see that. Is it you 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 in your like you love it and you hate it at the same time? I know as a Cardinals fan watching Randy Rosarena and Adolis Garcia, I'm like, man, like it's so dumb. And you want to like yes, you're like yes, the system's good. Like we have so many good prospects that we don't even need these guys. At the same time, you hate it because you're like. They didn't choose the right guy or something. You, you always feel that way, right? Yeah. You want a bonus, Raymond Stent? The Yes. One year, less than one year after the Juan Soto blockbuster, one game separates the Padres and the Nationals and the National League wildcard standings. The, bah! Padres, the Padres are 26 and 31 and the Nationals are 25 and 32. <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't know that. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, my God. And the funny thing is that how many of the Padres guys are actually on the Nationals right now? This is Mackenzie Gore, right? None of the other guys in that trade are even helping the team. CJ Abrams. Oh, yeah, Abrams. That's right. That's right. 
Yeah, I was gonna say there's Hassel, like he's like dead. Uh, James Wood, he's like he's gonna be a guy. He's gonna be a stud. So, who won that trade right now? It depends on if the two things. It depends on two things. I guess you said right now, Frick. Um, if you had to, yeah, if you had to judge it right now, who won that trade? I'm gonna say the Nationals, just because like if you knew you weren't gonna pay him, they tried their hardest. They offered him what 360 million dollars or whatever. If they weren't going to pay him, there's no chance they were gonna keep him after this year. They got five players who could potentially help them in the future. So I'm gonna say the Nationals. Yeah, I mean Gore has already been really good for them, and he it always, surprised me. Uh, yeah, I mean if he has a whole season where he's actually pretty good, I will be ecstatic. But, like, he's been good for a month or two in the past before. Remember that hot start you got off to last year? Yeah. I mean, really, all they need is, what, two guys to hit? If James Wood hits and becomes a stud, and then Mackenzie Gore is, like, a good, solid number three starter, like, they won that deal, right? (laughs) Yeah, even if C.J. Abrams is just, like, average, your your basic middle infielder who is, yeah, even if he becomes, like, a super util guy or something, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they would win for sure. Interesting. Fun to think about. All right, my my computer's on two percent. So that's it. We're done. We'll see you next time. Thanks. Peace. Bye.